welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. And for this episode of Kodo Cinema, I'm going to be talking about another Disney Disney movie, but this time, this is going to be a live-action Disney remake. I mean, how many how many live-action remakes has Disney, Disney been doing? I mean, it's hard it's hard to say how it's hard to say how much. But just recently, uh, Disney just dropped another live-action Disney remake. Although this one was dropped onto Disney Plus, which would be uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. Now, um, now it's now now it's given some given some background about uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. It is based on that that is which is the title of the film. Peter Pan and Wendy is obviously the the title of the book. By J by J M Barry, which came out in the in the early 1900s. Also to mention the fact that this is a live action remake of the 1953 Walt Disney animated classic Peter Pan, which which is basic which is basically a a class basically a classic. Now to give my background on uh, Peter Pan, the movie itself I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite Disney movies although it is a it is a fun uh, Disney movie to watch the original Peter Pan movie from uh, from Walt Disney Pictures which came out in 1953 it's a fun movie to watch just to, to say that to say this I mean like I said it, it isn't a uh, personal favorite of mine but it is a uh, but it is a fun movie to watch now even after the original Peter Pan was released, there were a dozen, there were there were a few live action adaptations of Peter Pan, most notably uh, from uh, Steven Spielberg. Like we got one from Steven Spielberg that came out in 1991, which was Hook, that had uh, Robin Williams played Peter Pan, and of course uh, Dustin Hoffman playing Captain James playing Captain Hook, or should I say James Hook, I should say, <laughs> but, uh, but with that film, that film, uh, that film, Hook, from, uh, director Steven Spielberg, um, uh, that film has his own fair share of problems, but it's a fun film to watch, too, I mean, I mean, come on, you can't deny, uh, Steven Spielberg and Peter Pan, like, wh I mean, what do you think, well, I mean, what do you expect, when you put Steven Spielberg in the, in the director's chair to direct a Peter Pan film, it's a it's a fun ride, I will say this. And of course, you do have the 2003 version that has a uh, Jason Isaacs playing Captain Hook as well. I mean, I heard that film was pretty good too. Although I only seen bits and pieces of that film, but from what I heard about from about the 2003 Peter Pan film, that one's pretty good. Now, um, of course, they also have a Peter Pan uh, prequel titled. Uh, title pan which uh, had uh, Hugh Jackman as Blackbeard and then you also have uh, a pr another prequel that focuses on Tinkerbell which is basically the pix the pixies of pixie hollow I should say which uh, came out in the uh, mid to late 2000s and that was a franchise of his own too by the way the, the Tinkerbell and the pixies of pixie hollow or the fairies of pixie hollow I should say that 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 was a that was his own thing too. So, so basically, so basically, yeah. Now, now years later, we get a live action remake from Disney, which is basically Peter Pan and Wendy. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are getting tired of these uh, live action Disney remakes, to be honest. And I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of in the middle of it. Like, to be honest with you, I'm actually kind of in the. I'm kind of tuning out of these remakes now not all of these disney remakes are bad not all of them are bad there are definitely some good exceptions out there like like maleficent jungle book cinderella uh the corella deville film that came out in 2021 and there's probably a couple of others as well and then of course you also have the live action remake of pinocchio which i also tackled before and then of course the um 2020 mulan film which uh which uh, had his, um, which also had a trouble production as well, but with Peter Pan and Wendy, um, with Peter Pan and Wendy, a lot of people were split on this film. Like, like some people liked the film, so some people did not like the film as much, and then there's like a a, mi a middle portion where like, meh, it's okay. Now, 
I will say this. I didn't really hate the film as much. There were def there were definitely parts of the film I didn't like as much. And then of course uh, there were there were definitely a lot of deviations from the source material. Like the film the film does take different directions from that the film goes into a different direction at times to like to like not stay close to the source material at times. Now now this uh, this kind of caught me off guard during during a couple of scenes and I'm just wondering like what the heck is this? What's going on? Why 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 am I seeing this part? So yeah, but anyway, um the film has a the film is directed by David Lowry, who uh for those who may or may not know, David Lowry also helmed a live action Disney remake before and that is uh Pete's Dragon which came out in 2016, to which I heard uh, I heard that film is also pretty good too, and then, and then now he's he's directing the Peter Pan and Wendy film, and uh, and of course the film has a cast which includes Jude Law, Alexander Maloney, Ever Anderson, Yara Shahidi, and and of course uh, Alan Tudyk, Molly Parker, and Jen Gaffigan. Now, casting-wise, I mean, the casting is not... I mean, the casting choices are are pretty pretty solid. Although, I feel like the acting portion is is a bit all over the place in terms of, of the tone of the film. Because, uh, spoil, spoil, spoil alert, the film is... In terms of how the film is put together, it is pretty dark. And I'm not talking about the tone. I am talking about... The way of how it's be of the way of how they use the the color grading and the light and the lightning techniques, because when you watch this film, if you, if you ever get a chance to see this film, you'll probably know you'll notice right away during the first scene that it's it's pretty dark. That that is that is pretty dark, and not like game not like season eight Game of Thrones dark. I'm talking about like Disney pushing the darker tone. On their live action remakes. Now, in my personal opinion, I mean, it, I don't really mind that, but it, but the thing is, you gotta do it right. And unfortunately for Peter Pan and Wendy, it, they don't do the color grading and the lightning tech, and then the light, and then the lightning right. And what I mean by the lightning, I'm talking about like you know the camera lights and the, the production lights are shining upon the scene, like just to make it a little brighter. But this time around, they made it darker. To which I don't understand why. Some of the night scenes, I can understand that because you know, you know, the opening scene of Peter Pan and including the remake, it takes the opening does takes does take place during the nighttime in London, and it makes sense. And to be fair, it, it does make sense. But for the rest of the film, if you watch the rest of the film, the lightning and color grading does not work. I'm sorry to say this, it really doesn't work. Now. If there was a film, if there was a film that did it better from Disney, I say in my opinion would be Christopher Robin because when I watched the movie Peter Pan and Wendy, particularly for the lightning, for the light, for the lightning and color grading, it reminded me of uh, Christopher Robin, most notably during the second act when uh, Christopher Robin, being played by Ewan McGregor, goes to 100 Acre Woods for the first time in a long, and for the first time in forever. He enters the Hundred Acre Woods and the and the entire and the entire world that he used to go in as a child wasn't the same because it looked pretty mur it looked pretty soulless and murky, and and of course the color grading the color grading was also a little dark including the lighting as well. In my opinion, in my opinion that works because it it represents. Uh, Christopher Robin forgetting about his own childhood in the Hundred Acre Woods, and I thought that made sense. And another, and another example, I thought another example would be also be from the from the 2010 live action remake of Alice in Wonderland that Tim Burton also did, which also had a, a similar had also had a similar technique with the lightning and color and color grading, but also but a little but what's different about that one that's was there was a little bit of color to it. Not too much color, but also, but but it made sense because Alice, who was in, who is now a um, who is a, an adult, went to Wonderland, went to, went to Wonderland and noticed that it's it's a lot different than what she remembered. 
and and I thought and I thought that that match the and I thought the whole uh, color grading and the lightning technique worked for that for Peter Pan and Wendy not so mu- not so much and I'm, and a lot of people pointed this out right away even from the first trailer when the first trailer came out a lot of people pointing out the whole lightning and color color grading did not didn't was not up to par for um, for this film. So so yeah, that's that's what that's what caught me off guard. Now, now to now for the film itself, obviously the film does open up in London, just like the origin, just like the original, where uh, Wendy, where Wendy Darling, this time being played by Ever a- Ever Anderson. By by the way, just go off topic. Spoil spoil spoiler alert for what I'm about to tell you. Spoiler alert because I'm breaking down this film right now. So just to let you all know. So, so the film opens up. So the film opens up in uh, in in London, where Wendy Darling is spending her last night at home with her parents, George and Mary, and her two younger brothers, John and Michael, before going to boarding school the next day. Now, the only difference in that film, in that between the remake and the, and the original, is the fact that in the live action remake, Wendy is going to boarding school instead of like you know. This is your last night in the nursery, because in the original, uh, where uh, Wendy's father, Wendy's father, tells Wendy that this is your last night in the nursery because because you gotta like, you gotta like grow grow up, and of course, and of course the, of course that's what's happening. Like Wendy, Wendy needs to grow. Wendy needs to grow up, and the fact that. And and the fact that the and the fact that she's being sent to boarding school kind of like goes into that direction. I mean, I know, I know, I know the. I mean, yeah, I know the the original. I guess you can. I guess you can make the argument that the original didn't put into context to why she needs to grow up. But in this live action remake, I mean, yeah, they say they're sending her off to boarding school. Even even when she has a conversation with her mom instead of her fa- instead of her father. For some reason, because uh, you, because I don't I don't understand why uh, the father is not telling Wendy about the whole boarding school, like why you gotta grow up. Instead, this is the, this is from the mother's point of view this time around. So 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 uh, Wendy so Wendy and Wendy is unhappy with her departure and tells her mom that she does not want to grow up. And and later that night, Peter Pan appears in in the in the Darling's nursery. Having heard of Wendy's wish, because Wendy wished made a wish, she she her wish is to not grow up and go to go to the boarding school, and of course, as I mentioned, this caught the attention of Peter Pan because Peter Pan heard her wish. Now I don't now now because now I don't really remember I don't remember how that worked in the original. Although I the only thing I remember from the original is that is that when uh Wendy and her brothers are being are getting tucked into bed. Um, Wendy tells her mom to not lock the wind to not lock the window door because she she thinks that Peter Pan might come back. And 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 this is not this was not mentioned in the live action remake, and that's basically it because because Wendy made a wish, and of course Peter Pan and Tinkerbell show up out of no uh, show up uh, show up out of nowhere. Because in the original, because in the original, Peter Pan showed up just to find uh, his shadow. Because his shadow ends up in ends up in a um, ends up in a drawer, which to which the live action remake meant, which to which the live action remake also threw that into the the whole shadow. Which I thought the shadow was actually the shadow portion of the Peter Pan shadow. I thought that was pretty funny too. <laughs> I mean, I don't, how do, why is that the why is it why is it, why is why does Peter Pan's shadow? Why is Peter Pan's shadow the only comedic thing in this film? I mean, I, I really don't really understand. But anyway, any anyway, um, anyway, Peter Pan is being played by Alexander Maloney, and of course, his entrance. I will say this: um, his entrance to me, I didn't like his entrance as much because. Of, when uh, when he enters, he uses his sword to catch to get the attention of Wendy and her brothers. 
John and I believe their names are John and Mike. I believe their names are John and which uh, their names are John and Michael. And of course, um, one I'm, I'm pretty sure one of them is uh, wearing. I know one of them is wearing a wearing a top hat, and then the other one has a has a teddy bear in, in his hand. So, <laughs> and I actually made it. And also, he he and, and of course, um, he looks like the one. And of course, I believe it's um. John, I believe, I believe is I believe is John. John looks like uh, Harry Potter mixed with Sir Topham Hatt from uh, Thomas the Tank Engine a little bit. I mean, I mean, come on, you can't deny that. I mean, you can't deny you can't deny one Wendy's brothers looking one of Wendy's brothers looking like Sir Topham Hatt and Harry Potter. I mean, <laughs> you can't deny that. But anyway, going back to Peter Pan, um, Peter Pan's entrance. I will say this it. It felt pretty. I will. Say, it, it didn't. It it wasn't that great. I didn't like the his entrance as much because the the line that he mentioned, one of his first lines he said said one of his first lines he says, "Were you expecting someone else?" And I was like, "Yeah, a Peter Pan that is supposed to be energetic." Because Peter Pan in this movie, he's not that energetic. He feels. I mean, he, at times he does feel energetic, but but it comes out as soulless i should say it, it comes out as soulless and bland and and it, and it and it really doesn't do and it doesn't really honor what the original peter pan was like because peter the original peter pan was energetic and he's supposed to represent and he's basically like represents he represents a um a young boy who can fly and never grows up to which the last to which I mean, yeah, to which what we got in the remake, but he isn't that entered he isn't that he isn't spirited and he isn't he isn't really that he he doesn't have that much spirit inside him. I mean, yeah, he he is mischievous, but 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 for the way how the film wrote for Peter Pan in the live action remake, not as much not as much. Okay. Okay, so and, and then you also got Tinkerbell you also got Tinkerbell to which uh uh, in the original Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell and Wendy are rivals in the in the original, but in this film, they turn out to be good friends. Like like, like Tinkerbell and Wendy turn out to be good friends in this film, and so, to, to, yeah yeah, so Tinkerbell and Wendy are pretty good friends. So then so then Wendy also fixes fixes up Peter Pan's uh, Peter Pan's uh, shadow, and to which. And to also, she accidentally stabs Peter Pan in the foot, and she tried to give it a kiss, but the only, but Peter Pan doesn't know what a kiss is. So, uh, the way how uh, Wendy explains it, what a kiss is, she gives him a thimble, like one of those like thumb thimbles, you know, for like for knitting, like one of those like silver, small silver, silver thimbles that you put on your finger. That's like when you when you when you sew or knit. That's how that's how Wendy explains what a kiss is to Peter Pan. Uh, the writing in this, I will say this: the writing is not that great in this film. In all honesty. So anyway, uh, so so anyway, uh, Peter P Peter Pan, Peter Pan decides to take to take uh, went John, Michael, and Wendy to Neverland. And I will say this, the flying sequence is actually pretty cool, and I love the use of the the camera use the, the use of the of the cinematography is actually pretty cool. Although I, I do miss like the in the original where uh, Peter Pan stands on top of the stand Peter Pan, Wendy, John, Michael are standing on top of the top of Big Ben. I miss I really miss that because in this film they go straight through Big Ben. They don't stand on top of Big Ben. They just go straight through, and then they, and then of course you get the second star of the right and straight onto Morning Line. Plus, you also get a nice little call musical callback to the to the original Peter Pan Pan movie, which is basically you can fly, you can fly. And when I heard that, when I heard that, I I, I started to sing the lyrics <laughs> like just like. Just like the last few lyrics, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly. I started singing, singing to that because I heard the theme, so that was pretty cool. And then, so and then the the way how they got to never, the way how they got to Neverland 
it, they just go through this um this not just through the stars but also through this weird portal that Wendy looks looks through which is which almost resembles her her reflection as a as an adult but this time she goes through it and somehow she's still flying but this time she's flying oh she's flying over over the over the over the water with uh, Peter Pan John and Michael and Neverland I will say this Neverland is basically an island not like the, the whole island where it almost looks like a utopian like island and when i mean like utopian like island i'm not talking about this i'm not referring to like you know like this i'm not talking like futuristic i'm talking about like from the original where it feels where it feels like where it feels where it feels beautiful like i see rainbows i see mountains snow the i see the pirate the jolly roger pirate ship even a little bit of mu even a little bit of music Heck, even sun, even sunshine, and even sunshine, clouds, wa waterfalls, the Little Mermaids. Yes, the Little Mermaids get cameos in this film, by the way. And anything that you can, anything you can imagine. But but in the remake, it's just an island. The Peter Pan and Wendy movie, it's just just a, just an island. That's basically it. And of course, we cut to the pirates. And and I will say this. Um, the pirates are basically hit or miss in this film. I will say this because because um, the Captain Hook, Captain James Hook, is being played by Jude Law, and I will say this: I I like Jude Law, but half the time he feels disinterested. He's not like I mean Captain Hook. I mean in the original Captain Hook is basically, I mean he's a bit. I will say he's a bit pouty at times, but he is, but he is memorable. He is a memorable, funny villain in that film. In in the Peter Pan and Wendy film, not so much. You don't feel you don't feel that you don't feel the same energy from the from the original Captain Hook. Sure, Dustin Hoffman and Jason Isaacs captured cap, captured the resemblance. Well, actually, not just the res, not, well, not just the resemblance, but also like the. But also like the emo the emotions and the humor of, of Captain Hook in from from the original Peter Pan film. But for Jude Law, not as much. Like you don't really feel the same energy from Jude Law. And and look, I like Jude Law, but I'm sorry to say this. I, I Jude Law deserves better. Like I feel like if there if I feel like the writing for Captain Hook and Peter Pan and Wendy could have been better. Like it could have been better. He had a few. He had his. He has his moments, but not a but. But it wasn't enough to save the character, to say the least. Now Captain Hook wants revenge on Peter Pan for cutting off his right hand and throwing it to the crocodile, to which the crocodile is TikTok the crocodile. <laughs> and um, and of course he has his first mate, Mister Smee. Mister Smee is being played by uh, Jim Gaffigan, and. Uh, I will say this: If you thought uh, Captain Hook was the biggest stick in the mud in this film, Mister Smee, oh my goodness, he's not as bumbly as he's not as bumbly as as the previous Mister Smee's was in the in the other films. I mean, because Mister Smee, Mister um, Smee is bumbly, but he is comedic as well. Like most of the, if you really think about it, the pirates in Peter in the Peter Pan film adaptations are comedic. I mean, they are they are a force to they are a force to be reckoned with, but it, but they do come off as pretty funny too. Now, if this now now if this was a thing, can you imagine the uh, Captain Hook and the Jolly Roger going up against uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp's Captain Jack Sparrow, and the Black Pearl from Pirates of the Caribbean? Can you imagine the crossover between those two worlds? Can you imagine that? I would pay pay big bucks to see a crossover between the pirates from Peter Pan and the pirates of, and the and the pirates and the pirates of the Caribbean. Can you imagine that crossover? The, I mean, oh my goodness! I would love to. See, I would love to see a, a a a crossover film of that. Captain Hook going up against Captain Jack Sparrow. That would be insane. That was my now that was like my that was my thought or my re, that was my own thought on when when I saw the the pirates 
and the the Jolly Roger and the Captain Hook and the Pirates and Peter Pan and Wendy. That was my reaction and thought to it. So anyway, uh, Captain Hook attacks uh, not only Peter Pan, but also Wendy, John, and Michael in the sky with the cannon. And of course, they almost got killed. They almost got killed, but this time around, they were separated. They were separated because Peter Pan was basically being a uh, reckless little boy, to say the least. <laughs> and and I will say that, I will say this: when I saw that scene, it surprised me because he would have he Captain Hook would have killed them all. He almost killed them. He almost killed all. He almost killed all four of them. And it's surprising to say because the next scene we see Wendy waking up on the other side of the island. Which almost almost reminds me of the Wonder Woman film where uh Cap where uh where Steve Trevor where Steve Trevor gets washed up well what not only washed up as sea washed up on shore but being rescued by Wonder Woman this time around I mean Wendy gets washed up on shore but like notice but notice that well the pixie she got the pixie dust but this but this time she's all alone she's like wondering what's going on why am I on the other side of this island did did I and and she was like what just happened? Why was why did a cannon just got shot? Why did Wendy got blown up by a cannon? Well, because the Captain Hook wants to go after Peter Pan. So anyway, so anyway, um, Wendy meets uh, Tiger Lily and the Lost Boys, which I will say this: uh, it it feels retcon because now they got the uh, girls, the lot. Now they also have lost girls, which was not a thing. In the original Peter Pan. Now the explanation for this, and it, it is, it is pretty, um, it it is a weird explanation to this, but it is true because there are, and to and to say to to explain this, there are no lost girls because Peter Pan explains, uh, girls are far too clever to fall out of their prams, and that was the re that was the act that's the actual reason. That's the actual reason why there are no lost girls in, in for the lost boys because, uh, Peter Pan explains girls are far too clever to fall out of their prams. That's the actual explanation to why there are no lost girls, in Neverland for the lost boys. And now that feels completely retcon. Even Wendy herself was like, "But you're not all boys." And one of the girls was like, "So, <laughs> oh my goodness, like." It's like the it's like the whoever wrote this like the writers didn't even it's like the writers didn't even understand what understand the explanation to why there are no lost girls. If if they want to be be reasonable with it, they should have meant they should have said uh lost children. It should have been the lost children if they were gonna add the lost girls. If it was lost children, then I probably would have understand it. That probably would have made sense. That would make sense. But now the Lost Boys seems retcon now. Probably one of the biggest mistakes Disney's Disney have to, has made right now after making this after making this film, they just retcon the Lost Boys now. So so there there you have it. Of course, as I mentioned, uh, Wendy meets Tiger Louie because um, I don't know the re I don't know why it was written like that to be honest. So uh, the law so. I'm just gonna call the Lost Boys the Lost Children, just to just to stay on track. The Lost Children and Tiger Lily witness the pirates capture, capturing John and Michael. Captain Hook and his crew. Um, Captain Ho Hook tortures uh, John and Michael for a little bit, and of course, this was never explained. They were given rules in Neverland. Is one of them being don't mention Peter Pan's name, and of course. No clocks because the reason why, if you know the if you know the reasoning behind the clocks, tick tock, tick tock. That's right, tick tock the crocodile. Because uh, uh, tick tock the crocodile has a clock inside it. <laughs> he ate a clock along with with Captain Hook's uh, hand. So. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, for a split second, you see like different jars of hands, or at least one hand for a split second inside a inside a jar that Captain Hook has, that almost looks like he has as a trophy of some sort. Which also explains, was that his actual hand, or or or, or does that feel completely retcon? Because if it's so, 
How did how did Captain Hook get the hand out of the crocodile? How is that how is that possible? To which I don't really understand that. So anyway, um moving forward, um moving forward, um um Captain Hook takes uh, John and Michael to um to an to a, to a rocky island called Skull Rock. I almost call it Skull although um although it almost seems like Skull Island, but that's King Kong, but it's but it's referred to as Skull Rock, by the way. Um, Captain Hook cha chains John and Michael to a rock just to drown by the rising tide, and so and so Peter Pan finds uh finds Captain Peter Pan and Wendy finds Captain Hook, Captain Hook about to like, you know, well, should I say execute because it almost seems like an execution because you know the, if the rising tide comes in, it's gonna like drown John and Michael, and then. I will, and then of course, uh, Peter Pan fights Captain Hook. I mean, it's not the same from the original. Although I will say the fight, the fights, the 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 fight scene is actually pretty cool, but it doesn't have the same energy as as the as what the original had. And then of course, uh, there was one moment where Peter Pan's shadow begins to fight, and during during uh, Peter Pan's reckless uh, showboating, um, Captain Hook stabs or or scratches Peter Pan's shadow which caught, catches me off which catches me off guard because I'm like so wait he scratches Peter Pan's shadow the can he bleed too because because you don't see blood from Peter Pan because Captain Hook just scratched the, the back of P Peter Pan's neck for from his from the portion of his shadow you don't see any blood so how does that make sense? Like, how does that make sense to be to say to say that? I I don't really understand. And then, and of course, you get a pretty crazy uh, you get a pretty crazy girl boss moment from Wendy. And yes, Wendy has a, a girl boss moment. She has a few girl boss moments to to let you all know. And and this kind of and this almost drives the film away because it seems like the film is focusing more on Wendy rather than Peter Pan because isn't the title supposed to be called Peter Pan and Wendy because it almost seems like it almost seems like they reversed the the title of it it should be called Wendy and Peter Pan instead of being Peter Pan and Wendy oh boy so anyway anyway Wendy gives this um girl boss gives this girl boss moment to Captain Hook she reveals her name to Captain Hook and then of course, and then of course, uh, Hook and uh, Captain Hook and the pirates are eventually chased away by none other than TikTok the crocodile because because uh, Wendy or I believe Peter Pan, I believe it's Peter Pan who calls Captain Hook a codfish. Yep, Hook is a codfish. <laughs> so yeah, Hook is a cod. So basically, Hook is a codfish, and. Um, and then this also and then that brings the attention of uh, TikTok the crocodile and and one part of TikTok the crocodile is he only gets one scene in this film he never comes back for the ending of the, for the end of the he never comes back for the rest of the film you only see TikTok the crocodile for one scene and that's that and that's another thing I didn't like about this film is that TikTok the crocodile only gets one scene which is a real shame because TikTok the crocodile played a huge part in the original Peter Pan and in my opinion he is a bit TikTok the crocodile is a bit of a stalker because of the fact that Peter Pan fed Captain Hook's hand to the croc to the crocodile and and then whenever Captain Hook sees the crocodile he always screams Smee! <laughs> Oh man, that's 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 one of the more memorable parts of Captain Hook from the original. Like he screams Smee's name because he sees the crocodile. He's scared. He's afraid of TikTok the crocodile. But sad to say this, we don't see TikTok the crocodile for the rest of the movie, which is a wasted opportunity because I would have loved to see more of TikTok the crocodile. Oy oy oy. So anyway, um. Anyway, as always, Peter Pan wins the fight against Captain Hook, but Wendy scolds him for being reckless. And 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 another thing that that caught, caught my attention is Peter no, Wendy slaps Peter Pan. And I'm I'm just like, "Girl, 
why did you slap Peter Pan? Yeah, I know he was. I know Peter Pan was being reckless, but you didn't have to slap him like that. I mean, I didn't see Wendy in the original Peter Pan movie slapping uh, Peter Pan. I mean, she, he rescued Tiger Tiger Lily. He rescued Tiger Lily in the original Peter Pan, but but this time around, Tiger Lily is actually a part of the of the Lost Children. Well, for 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 a while, to to say. And yeah, and yeah, and yeah. So and then of course, of course, the 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 lost children tells Wendy that he has a complicated history with Captain Hook because it turns out Captain Hook and Peter Pan were used to be best friends. But we later learn more from the perspective of Captain Hook of what went down. So going back to Peter Pan's hideout, Wendy sings a lullaby to to the children, which accidentally reveals the location to the pirates, to which the that's how the original. That, that that happened in the original Peter Pan. Wendy learns from Peter that Captain Hook was once uh, his best friend known as James. So yeah, James Hook, until he left Neverland and grew up to be a pirate. I feel like that's almost a reference to the Pan film that came out in 2015, I believe. I never saw that film, but I feel like that's almost a reference to it. So, so... So yeah, in case you're all probably wondering, uh, the chemistry between Wendy and Peter Pan is not that great. The the chemistry between the two characters is not great. Like I, it's just Peter Pan feels feels so he feels remorseful and and soulless. Like he he's not the he's not the same uh, happy happy go lucky egotistical flying flying uh, boy that he is in this film he's just hopeless in this film like he doesn't like he like yeah at times he can be uh he could be he is that energetic happy go lucky egotistical flying boy but not but not as much as in this film because uh because of the fact that we get this reveal that peter pan used to be friends with captain hook which as i mentioned could be a reference to the pan film but how does that make sense i mean how does that make sense wasn't isn't Peter Pan and Captain Hook aren't the aren't the two arch aren't the two enemies you know fighting each other giving them the banter the banter was missing like I feel like the the banter between Peter Pan and Captain Hook that was missing that was literally missing throughout this entire film is the banter the insults the jokes that's probably what made the two iconic characters Peter Pan and Captain Hook are some of the most iconic characters. Not just from Peter pa from the entire Peter Pan Peter Pan source material, but also the, from Disney as well. So anyway, uh, Captain Hook captures the 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 lost children or lost boys or the lost children, and of course the darling children. And then Captain Hook attacks Peter Pan, which results in seemingly seemingly falling to his death. Yes, Peter Pan falls to his death because Captain Hook slices peter pan's chest and peter pan goes off with this quote this is not this is a quote something some kind of quote that's like this is not a fun adventure he falls like a few he falls like a few stories from the from the from he falls from a few stories and lands on the ground and tinkerbell I will say this. I feel like Tinkerbell is useless in this film. I'm sorry to say this, but Tinkerbell is useless in this film. She, I mean, yeah, she does give a few, she does pick up some good fights, but she is useless in this film. Like, I didn't like Tinkerbell in this film as much. Like, she doesn't do as much. Unlike in the original, you know, like, she's this, like, rival to Wendy, but also realizes, realizes her mistake after, um, uh, after revealing to Captain Hook where uh, Peter Pan is hiding, yeah, like she realizes her mistake and then comes out of that jar just to like warn Peter Pan about a bomb. This time around, Peter Pan. Uh, this time around, this time around, Peter Pan gets 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 um, gets killed. Um, seeming gets seemingly killed, and Tinkerbell gets captured by by Captain Hook. And also another thing about Captain Hook is he wears a black jacket or a black or blue jacket. For the for the first half of the film, and then after, and then the next shot, oh, and then the next shot after he walks out of the room, where walks out of the room on the top floor after he seemingly kills Peter Pan, he's got a red coat. 
like I'm just wonder I'm just sitting there watching this scene. I went back to the scene and I'm just like Did they did he switch coats? Did his coat magically change from blue or bl black or blue to red? How does that make sense? That's that's a continuity error. Like I I this is a continuity error. Like why did why what's with Captain Hook's uh, coat being switched? Like was it just one coat? Were there two coats? I don't really understand. I I really don't understand. Like 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 did that red coat represents the the blood the the blood that Peter Pan is dead? The blood that he has on his hands right now? Does Captain Hook have blood on his hands right now? Which kind of resembles the red coat? Is is that what is that what the film is trying to say? I don't I I don't understand. That doesn't make sense at all. So anyway, um so anyway we get the next scene so we anyway we get the next scene where um of of where Wendy has this conversation with uh Captain Hook and I will say this, I feel like it's one of those moments where you kind of like feel get a get a feeling for Captain Hook. Like Captain Hook like like the reason being that Captain Hook was Captain Hook was um Captain Captain Hook left Neverland was because he missed his mother and wanted to find her. Because Captain Hook has a soft spot for, for his mom. And you know what? I can I can come around to that. Like, yeah. Because the fact that Captain Hook hears the lullaby that Wendy sings. So yeah, that so yeah, that was a, that was a moment right there. But unfortunately, that gets cut off pretty quick. Eventually, event, eventually, the, this also reveals that uh, Captain Hook, Captain Hook was lost at sea and was rescued by Smee and the pirates, who who was who raised him and became one of his became one of their own. And when he returned to Neverland, Peter could not accept how much he has changed, and the two became enemies. So that's the reason behind it, because Peter, because uh, Peter did not accept how much Captain Hook has changed. Now I thought the entire reason was just because Peter Pan just fed Captain Hook's hand to the to the crocodile. I thought that was the entire reason, but I guess, but I guess that's, uh, but I guess that's no more. I guess. I feel like the 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 one Tinkerbell film, the Pirate Fairy, that had a Captain Hook in it, to which Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston voice. I feel like that had more. I feel like that had more. That had more character development than what the Peter Pan and Wendy film had, in my opinion. So anyway, um, Peter Pan is get is rescued by Tiger Lily because Peter Pan's shadow goes to the goes to Tiger Lily's tribe, and Tiger Lily nurses him back to health, and then poor. Captain Hook forces Wendy to walk the plank. There you have it. You get the walk the plank scene, but then, but you get the you get the whole no splash part. And I will say this: it does get a little funny too. Like, like you don't hear a splash. Like, there's no splash. C Captain, no splash. Like, no splash. <laughs> I mean, there's no splash. Of course, of course, and of course, well, of course, the only difference is Wendy flies instead of being rescued by Peter Pan. I guess, I guess Dizzy wrote that. I guess uh, whoever wrote it, I guess uh, Dizzy thought Wendy should not be rescued by Peter Pan because Peter Pan's a boy, but you know the whole uh, uh, identity politic thing that women should not be rescued by a man. I guess that's this that's the whole bread and butter of the new Disney film logic of some sorts. But you know. So anyway, uh, uh Wendy becomes uh becomes um she becomes she's overpowered, man. She is an overpower she is an overpowered girl now. Not and and she fights she's able she flies away with Tinkerbell's pixie dust and the happy thoughts that she has of wanting to grow up. Tinkerbell then spreads pixie dust across the ship to lift it up in the air. And that's actually a pretty cool moment too. I like how I like how like Tinkerbell uses the ma the magic fairy dust to lift the, the Jolly Roger into the air. That's actually pretty cool. And then Peter arrives to com to confront Captain Hook. And I also like the shot I also like the the shot where Peter Pan uses his sword 
and and uh, slides down the sail to uh, get to get onto the ship. I I thought that was pretty cool too. It's like your one. It's like it's like a, it's like your typical cliche pirate films where somebody uses a sword and slides down the the sa- slides down the sail to to the main deck. If you know what I'm saying. So Peter Pan and Captain Hook can fight in a very long duel, and he 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 tries to apologize to Captain Hook for being a bad friend. And this moment. This moment, I feel like ru- ruined the film for me. This moment ruined the film. Like he apologizes to Captain Hook. Like instead of like you know the villain getting the villain getting what he deserves. Like in the original, like after a, Peter Pan fights Captain Hook, he well I guess you could say that's kind of like you know setting him free a bit. But at the end, he 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 almost kills Peter Pan and like falls down, getting tra- chased by the crocodile. We don't see that in this remake. Peter Pan tries to apologize to uh, Captain Hook. And I'm just like, what? We don't see, I mean, we don't see Captain Hook getting chased by the crocodile in this ending. Like, what's going on? But now, but then, of course, um, you get this weird Pirates of the Caribbean world's end moment where up is down. And Captain Hook falls. He falls to he falls into the sea. And spoil spoiler alert, he's not dead. Captain Hook is not dead after he falls into the sea. And and afterwards and afterwards uh, the lost children decide to go home go to go to a real home. So that so uh, Peter Pan, Wendy, John and Michael fly back to London on the on the Jolly Roger. And of course they arrived at the home at the at at the home to which uh, Wendy introduces the Lost Boys to her parents, and then she, and then Wendy talks to Peter on the roof of their house, and it's also revealed that Peter, Peter was, uh, Peter was once lived in the house. Peter Pan used to live in this house because if you, if you, if, if this is something in in the original source material where Peter Pan was a young boy, he was, he was actually, I believe, he was an orphan, I believe, inside that house, but then. But then he decides not. To, but he then he decides not to grow grow up, which explains why he left to go to Neverland. So, so so you and and of course you also see his initials, like his his signature on top of the chimney, and and then he and then and then he bids, uh, and then and then of course Saint and then of course obviously Peter Pan isn't ready to grow up yet. So he decides to go back to Neverland. He bids farewell to Wendy and the and the lost children or lost boys, and returns to Neverland with Tinkerbell. And then back in Neverland, Captain Hook and Smee are both revealed to be to have survived the fall. Hook looks up at the sky and sees Peter Pan returning on the ship, causing him to smile happily. So does that mean Captain Hook and Peter Pan are friends again? I don't know. It doesn't really make. I don't know. In my opinion, it doesn't really make sense. But that's the end of the film. So, anyway, in my opinion, I didn't like the film as much. Now I want to say now it's not the worst Disney remake. I mean, it's far from it's far from that. I mean, it's nowhere near the the worst live action remake. But it it, it really it, it's not the remake that everybody was hoping for. To be honest, uh, I. If it was anything that came close to being a, a true live-action remake of Peter Pan, it would be Hook from Steven Spielberg and, of course, the 2003 Peter Pan film that had Jason Isaacs as Captain Hook. That's probably the closest the closest I could get for a live-action Peter Pan movie. Now, I will say this, uh, and I will say this, um... Uh, they gave Wendy too much. I, I I love the child. I know respect to the child actress Ever Anderson. I feel like she did a good job on what she was given, but the way of how it was written, I, the writers gave Wendy too much. Like, like she was more. She was more the. She was more of a focus in that film than Peter Pan. In on in all honesty, Captain Hook. I feel like Captain Hook could have been. Could have been more energetic and fun, but 
they made him soulless. They made they made Captain Hook soulless in that film too. I mean, first of all, props to Jude Law. I mean, Jude Law did the best what he can, but it, it wasn't the role for him. It wasn't really the role for uh, Jude Law. The um, the other child actors. I mean, I can't blame every. I mean, I can't blame the casting in this film. I mean, the casting did did good of, of what they were given, but at the end of the day, really. It 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 wasn't that this film wasn't as strong. The casting, I guess, the casting did good of what they were given, but it it, it wasn't there. The magic for this film was not there. The ma the magic for Peter Pan and Wendy was not there, and and for and I know and I understand that their their the film may have its defenders, but in my opinion, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy is just another live action Disney remake that is just not that good, in my opinion. So anyway, that's basically the that's basically my take on the film. What did you all think of Peter Pan and Wendy? Did you like the film? Did you not like the film? Did you thought the film was okay to say the least? I mean, I would like to hear your thoughts about this uh, about this film. So let me know your thoughts. So anyway, thank you all for tuning into Kodo Cinema. I'm your host Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.